EWR Talk Network is not just another talk radio network. We are the champion for important causes and issues like financial literacy. That is why so many people listen to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. Lionel is a seasoned veteran in the finance industry, but more importantly, Lionel cares about people. He shares his vast knowledge of the finance world in a personal way that goes beyond dollars and cents with advice that makes sense. So let Lionel help you get your finances in order or avoid costly errors in judgment that may be devastating to you and your family. Listen to the Lionel Shipman Check Your Finances show every Tuesday exclusively on the CWR Talk Network at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 p.m. Central. And hello and welcome to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show here on the CWR Talk Network. And I am your host, Lionel Shipman. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. And I want to give a huge shout out, a huge thank you to all of my regular listeners. Thank you so much for the support and listening in week after week, month after month, and year after year. I want to give a huge shout out and a huge thank you for all of the new listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. And hopefully you will become a regular listener going forward. And most importantly, I want to thank God for another day to make a positive difference in the lives of other people. For all of my new people, my radio show is a financial and life empowerment show, focusing in on improving your financial outlook. But it doesn't stop there. I'm here to give you some life lessons. That means educating you in the other important areas of life mind, body, and spirit to help you live life to the fullest. So in a nutshell, I am here to help you. Well, the year is absolutely great. We made it through the month of January. Now we're here in February. And I have to say the show, I'm so thankful for this platform. Let me say that uh, again and again. I'm so thankful for the guests that have been on the show thus far this year We have a great lineup of guests throughout the year, and we're blessed to have a great guest tonight. But before we get into that, I want to tell you about uh, my project that I worked on for the last couple of years. My second book is finally complete, and it is available. My book is called Money Responsibly. This book that I hold in my hand, It's a useful resourceful tool for people who want to build a foundation of understanding basic money skills and to increase their financial knowledge. This book will help you look at how your money mindset was established. It will help uh, help you take a look at how you view money, and it will also give you some necessary adjustments so you can become empowered to control and manage your financial life going forward. My new book, Money Responsibly, is available on Amazon, but got something good for you. If you go to my website and uh, you go to the Contact Us page, you can reserve an autographed copy of the book. That's right. You can get an actual autographed copy of the book. Just go to my website at shipmanconsulting.com, shipmanconsulting.com, click on the Contact Us page and submit your inquiry that you would like to have a uh, an autographed copy of the book, 
and we will make sure that we get a copy of that book with my autograph uh, right there in your hands. So I really appreciate uh, uh, our guests uh, being able to be able to, to being able to provide uh, this book to you. So if you go to my website shipmentconsulting.com, click on the contact us page and reserve your copy of my uh, get an autographed copy of the book. But again, the book is also available on Amazon. So actually, this is, like I said, this is my second book. So I'm very excited. Actually, I already got an idea right now in my head for a third book. But uh, I'm trying to take a little break right now. I'm going to work on that third book, uh, hopefully sometime during the summer. And who knows? I might have my third book completed by the end of the year. And um, we'll see what happens, though. But I keep you informed as we move forward. Now, tonight's uh, segment is what I call a business segment. Uh, from time to time, I like doing business segment because I know that I have a number of business owners or future entrepreneurs that listen in on the show. So I want to make sure that I keep my show rather diversified and uh, relevant. So we touch on a lot of personal topics, but tonight and hopefully uh, I'll have a couple more, several more shows uh, touch it on the business aspect of life. So, so tonight is my first business segment, and we're going to be uh, talking from the topic: uh, Are you leaving money on the table? Uh, so, we're going to be talking about managing your cash flow and managing your accounts receivables. Uh, tonight, the call-in number is nine one seven eight eight nine eight zero seven eight. You can call in with your questions and/or your comments. And if uh, you want to hear this show again, uh, you can listen to it on demand. We're on other platforms uh, such as iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. But you can also go to my website. I've actually created a page dedicated to the show, and I have a great gallery of all of the wonderful guests that I've had here on the show. So you can just go in, click on their picture, and you're able to listen to uh, their, that particular segment at any time. So let's move forward. Tonight, my guest, she's the founder of BCS Solutions, a revenue recovery company from a personal desire to see small businesses make big money impact. She believes small businesses fall prey to revenue loss because of poor accounting strategies. That's why she's on a mission to help them grow their financial bottom line by sharing her five-step program to revenue recovery. In fact, with over 10 years of financial experience, she has collected over $10 million for several companies and government agencies. She's a graduate of Cambridge College with a master's degree in management. The Boston native, that's so great that you're in Boston, by the way. My daughter's up at Boston University. So she's a Boston native and has spread her message on money management by appearing on many national recognized podcasts and at the 2019 Success Women's Conference that featured Iyala Van Zant and Gloria Mayfield Banks. Along with her success in financial management, Dee was featured in Black Enterprise Magazine in the article, Sealing the Money Leaks, Five Ways to Secure Your Cash Flow. Let's welcome to the show tonight, Miss D. Bowden. Hello, D. How are you tonight? Hey, good evening, Lionel. Wow, what a great introduction. Thank you so very much. So listen, let me before we even get started. Good morning, 
Good evening, good afternoon to wherever you listen to this fabulous podcast around the world. I am devoted with BCS Solutions, and I'm super excited to be here. Thank you. Oh, you're more than welcome. I'm glad that you are here. So let's get started. So like I said, yes, this, is the first, yeah, this is the first business segment for the year, and I hope to have plenty more for the year. But let's talk about uh, this topic tonight, how sometimes business customers or businesses, mm-hmm. they'll leave money on the table. But as we're leading into that question, if you would, will you kind of tell us a little bit more about your business and how you actually got into this business for yourself? What influenced you to start this business? You know what, Lionel? That's a great question. I would love to. So here's a little bit about me. I'm originally from Boston, um, so I'm all things Boston. So I'm, I'm a New England Patriots fan, Boston Celtics fan, Boston Red Sox. I'm, I am all things Boston. So when you said your daughter was going to be you, I'm like, yes, absolutely. So I'm all things Boston. So how I got here was, if it's okay, I would like to share a story. Would, would that be okay? Absolutely. Okay, perfect. So listen, so how I got here was this. I worked for a small IT firm called Amherst Technologies out of uh, Merrimack, New Hampshire, right outside of Boston where I'm from. They were a small, they were a small company, less than about 100 people, and they, they sold IT services. So they sold, like, computers and software licenses and mouses and oh, everything basically in the IT space. So when I got hired as a collector, they had $8 million worth of sales on the books but not on the bank. And so I was in shock when I got hired and they said, hey, D, we're, we've made these, this much money in sales, but we haven't collected our money, and we need you to get to work on it. So I'm having to be a believer. So the first thing I did was actually I got a moment of, of silence, and I went and said a quick prayer. And I was like, Amen. God, can you, can you give me something real quick on, to help me figure this out? Because I, I don't know how this happened. Because when you think about it, $8 million worth of sales, that means the sales, the sales reps were doing a phenomenal job on the front end. But they didn't mm-hmm. make sure they did not make sure that the sale was complete and that the money was in the bank. So I mm-hmm. was given eight million dollars worth of sales to collect. So after a short prayer, I went to work and I basically began what I call figuring out the disconnect, basically figuring out the problems, figuring out what happened. And in less than sixty days, I was able to recover seventy-five percent of that, basically, which is six million dollars in 60, sixty days while working part time. Now, Ooh. when people hear that. When they hear that part of the story, they're like, you did $6 million in 60 days? True story. But the bigger part of that is how I got here was that even though I did $6 million in 60 days, the CEO, um, two months before Christmas, gathered all of us downstairs and says, listen, I need to have a talk with everybody. Talk, a.k.a. chat, is a clue for, hmm, we've got a problem. So we all are gathered downstairs, and he says, listen, I want to thank everybody for your hard work, your service, your dedication to our company, but we've made an executive decision. And even though we've recovered a lot of money, we're just not going to be able to stay open. And so they basically told us that the Amherst Technology was closing and that we basically had 30 minutes to gather our stuff and vacate the building. Wow. you kidding true me. Story. No, sir. You can Google it. It's a true story. And so oh. when that happened, I picked up my jaw off the floor like everybody else because here's the thing. It wasn't just me. I worked part-time. I was a part-time collector. There were, there were people that were there that were there full-time. And you're talking about less than 100 people for a small business that, unfortunately, you know, one, por- one portion of it, you know, fell apart, which was, which was the financial part, but there were other pieces that fell apart. 
I can't speak to those because I wasn't in the room when they made the decision, but I do know when I'm looking at how much money we recovered and they still made a decision to close that there were some what I call disconnects. So the four areas that usually impact business are sales, your contracts, your payables, and your receivables. Your sales are obviously the, the agreement, you know, the product or service that you're selling, the contract right. that you have between yourself and another business, your payables, which is basically your invoicing, which is you're submitting your invoice for the services or products provided, and then your collections, which is the lane I live in, which is how much money you, you're going to get back. And so when we got told this, I was just devastated behind this. And like I said, this happened two months before Christmas. So you can imagine, you know, the end of October, you're like, wow, how am I going to close out 20, this is actually in 2005, so how am I going to close out the year knowing that I, I, don't, I don't have a job? And so, you know, you got to scramble and get back to work. But the bigger part right. or the bigger lesson that it taught me was this. The reason I'm so passionate about um, leaving money on the table is for what happened to me in this company. This company was a small company. We're talking less than 100 people that work for a small business. So I'm sure for all of your listeners that you have small companies that are, that are small businesses, you may have 50 people, 25 people or more or less, and their, their livelihoods are depending on, on you as a business owner making sure that your sales are complete, your money's in the bank, that you have your, you have your, you have your cash flow, you know that you can actually pay their, pay their salaries and, and provide for them and also plan for the future. Well, that didn't happen. So we all got devastated two months before Christmas. And then I looked at this and I thought, what were the disconnects? What hmm. happened? And I realized that the sales, salespeople did a great job on the front end, but they neglected the back end, meaning they, they sold the, the IT services and products really, really well. But they didn't make sure that, the, that everything that happened with that sale went all the way through. Like it, most people know what's called a sales cycle. So, you know, you start with your presentation, you do really yep. well, then you sell the, the product or your service, you have an agreement or the contract, you tell them yep. how, much, how many widgets you're going to buy, then we got a bill for it, and then you got to get paid. Well, the first part happened really well, but the other three parts got dropped, which, is, which was a huge, huge error. And so to the question that we're talking about tonight with how do you end up leaving money on the table is because you don't know the state of your flock. You don't know what's going on with your account. And it's very easy to be super excited about the front end and forget about the back end. And the back end is where I live and where, where, I, where, I've, been, where I've had my, my success. Wow. So, so just hearing you talk, and thank you for sharing that. So, so just hearing you talk, I mean, I, I got a banking background, but you have the floor tonight. Can, can, can I guess, speak on the importance of having a strong collection department. Why should companies even care with, with, in, in regards to their collection department? I think you just spoke on it, but uh, if you can kind of share some, uh, uh, some additional sure, thoughts on that. Sure. The, the, reason, the reason that having a strong collections department is, is essential in your business is, is this. You, as a business owner, there are four things you have to, absolutely have to have in business. You have to have sales. Somebody's got to be selling your product or your service to somebody else. You have to have a contractual agreement between you and the other, 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 other party. Somebody has to do the invoicing, and somebody has to collect. Now, you can sell all day, and, and that's, that's super important. And if you, if, you're, if, if you have sales guys or salespeople excuse me, that are listening on, on to our show, they'll be like, yeah, you're talking about sales. But just as, just as strong as you have on the sales part, you, cannot, you, you are only as successful in sales are you, as you are in the money that comes in. And having a strong collections department means it's not just dialing for dollars. The, the collections department, department is, is the, the keeper of the revenue. They are the ones that can tell you based on, your, on, their, on what's called an aging report, which basically tells you 
your your contracts or account numbers, how many invoices are coming in from zero to thirty zero to thirty days, thirty one to sixty days, sixty one to ninety, ninety and beyond. They can tell you basically at at a at a at a snapshot view how much money is coming in based on the accounts, and then they also go show you some of the problem areas. So if you if so for example, if you have if you're if you're in a collections department and you have accounts that are sixty days past due, that means that somewhere in this in the sales transaction from when the product or service was sold to when it was delivered to when it was invoiced, something happened between when it got invoiced and how come it didn't get paid. And usually when people aren't getting on the phone, because one of the reasons how you have a successful collections department is that they are proactive. They're not reactive. If they're if they're if they're charting charting their accounts when they start to see things move from one column to the next, meaning they move from zero to thirty, thirty-one to sixty, sixty-one to ninety, ninety and beyond, that should be triggered automatically. I need to be, I need to get with my salesperson. If you have if you know that person, number one, number two, even even if you don't, it would be your 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 smarter move is to get on the phone and find out what happened with the account that it that it that it that it slipped from one bucket to the next because you're judged right. on how successful you are with keep with problem solving because collections is two things collections is an extension of customer service which is my personal belief but number two collections is problem solving and if the money yeah. isn't coming in that's the problem <laughs> number one number two if you aren't you as a collector aren't being proactive and getting on the phone sending an email doing follow-ups, you're just allowing that, that problem to fester and to impact not just, you know, your department, but impact the entire company. As I shared my personal story, the our collections team saw, saw all these invoices coming in, all the sales being made, but they weren't being proactive enough to figure out why aren't we getting paid fast enough to, to, to I mean, and to get the money in. And let me say this, I, can, I cannot say you know, 100% that even if we had collected all the money that was owed to us, that that, that company would have stayed in business. I was not the owner of the company. I don't know. Right. I tell the story. I tell the story from my from my vantage point of being a collector, of being somebody that worked for a company, but seeing the 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 devastation of what happened to almost 100 people two months before Christmas, and it's the it's the driving factor of why I talk about not leaving money on the table, why collecting the cash is so important, why. You know how secure is your cash flow is so important. Why, as as a collector, you can't you can't just bury your head in the sand and oh, I'm just going to work on my accounts. It's a it's a bigger issue, and it also if you have a good collections department in your company, you know that as as the money is coming in, that means salaries are being paid, um, office space is being taken care of. Um, if you have a 401k, there's money to contribute to that. It, it, it's so much more than just just getting in the revenue. It's 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 making sure that that business stays solvent and can do continue to do service moving forward. Absolutely, that's absolutely wonderful. So so let me ask this question then: How how does um, if you can kind of you know, educate our listeners on how does accounts receivables affect a company's cash flow? How does that how how does that work? You can kind of give us some uh, thought on that. Sure. So, how accounts receivable impacts a company's cash flow is this. Um, the the basic way I can explain it is this: if you work in accounts receivable, and that's basically that's your that's your department that does collections. Um, if you are in that in that in that space and you're you're getting your aging, your aging is basically your report. So for those that may be saying, well, you're doing a little technical terms, okay, your aging is basically the list of your accounts 
that's owed to you. And you have usually your, your contract name, your contract number, um, invoice amount, the date, and how much money is due. And how, how, it, in, in, I'm sorry, how it impacts your cash flow is if, the, if the, the buckets keep moving, for example, as I just shared, if you're looking at zero to 30, and you're like, okay, I've got X amount of dollars that I'm planning on, planning on getting on, in 30 days. If that's not happening, that impacts your cash flow because if you are the CFO or the COO or just the CEO of your company, whether it's one person or many, you are planning your next, your next quarter based on how your money flows. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So, you're, so, so if your money, if your, if your, if your, if your, if your money isn't coming in on a regular basis, you really can't effectively plan for the next quarter. It's kind of like it's kind of like this. Most of us right now who, who, who work for companies, most of us got our W twos, and most of us are getting ready to go. And, you know, it's not really a conversation, but it's kind of the same thing. Most of us are uh-huh. getting our W twos. Most of us are looking at okay, how much federal tax is taken out? Okay, I should. I'm plan. I'm kind of banking on. I'm getting a cash. I'm getting a. I'm getting a tax refund because I've got plans for Q two with my money. Right. Same thing, and and the, and the principle is that I mean, and the same thing with accounts receivable in your cash flow. Your your company cannot plan effectively for the next quarter and beyond if you if you're if you're not getting if you're not getting paid for your services on a regular basis. And that also leads to this: it is it is crucially important to build good relationships with your customers. I heard you say, um, Lionel, that you said you worked in the bank, you worked in the banking yeah. industry, so you know, like I know, that relationships oh. are everything. Yes, key, absolutely. <laughs> yes, sir. And 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 it's funny because most people think about collections, they think, ah, yeah, this is collections, ah, this is counsel, ah, it's not really important. But here's the thing: if if your if your if your collections team is not building the relationships with the people who are, who actually can cut the check for your company, that's a problem. And on top of that, when I was sharing my story earlier, earlier about the sales department and accounts receivable, those go hand in hand. You can't, you can't be effective with, in, with cash flow in your business if your sales team is not effective and, and just as important as your collections team is important because, they, to me, they go hand in hand. The sales is, is the front end. The sales is, is, is everything. It's the presentation. It's the explanation of the, the benefits, the value of what you bring to the table, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. After that transaction, after I'm sorry, after that um, sales, yeah, after the sales transaction happens, then you you know you're going to nego- negotiate a, a contract for whatever the, the service or product is. Then you've got to perform. Then you've got to bill, and then you've got to get paid. You can do all of that, and if you don't get paid, you're not going to stay in business long because you're strapped for cash, which is why a lot of people get nervous about cash flow because you've been banking on okay, I, I'm plan I'm planning on ten thousand dollars coming in this month. Ooh, we only got six. But I well, why, okay, if you, you plan for ten, you only got six. That's a trigger that I need to get on the phone and find out: is everything okay with the customer? Is everything okay with the product? Is everything okay with the service? Is there anything that's missing? What what do I what do I or we as a company need to do to fix this so that we can get paid? And I think what happens is that there there and let me say this: there are always exceptions to every rule. I'm talking from my personal experience, but also from a, a very general. Um, covering, basically, basically meaning that it's, how can I say this, it's, it's not the most glamorous part of business, but it's one of the most right. necessary parts, because if you don't have money, you can't do anything. Right. 
Absolutely. You got to get paid. Cash is king is what I say. And cash flow is essential. You can't function without it. So thank you for sharing that. Now, I have some callers on the line. Uh, Okay. I'm going to. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do this. I'm going to ask. I'm going to give the last four digits of your phone number. If you can please, I'm going to just randomly select. Uh, I'm going to call out the last four numbers. If you can please state your name, where you're from. And your question. Uh, phone number ending 4564. Phone number ending 4564. Do you have a question or a comment for me and or my guest tonight? Please tell me your name and where you're from and your question. Uh, actually, just a comment. Uh, this is Amber Hawkins from Toledo, Ohio. Your computer needs a Toledo LLC. Just uh, calling to say hello to Dee, that you're doing a great job, number one, and also number two, just listening in and supporting. Oh, really appreciate that very much. <laughs> good, good. Thank you. Okay, Dee, uh, let's see. Well, I have another quick call. I know that we have, we have, we have about a, at least another 10 to 12 minutes. Uh, phone number ending in 5874. Five eight seven four. If you can please give me your name, where you're from, and your question and or comment. Okay. Uh, no question. Okay. No problem. No problem. I have a lot of people that are just listening in. So. Okay, Miss D. Let's try to move her a little bit more. Uh, of course, I have more right. questions I know than I have for time, so I'm going to uh, <laughs> jump ahead a little bit. Uh, can you please go over? I know that in part of your bio, I mentioned about the Black Enterprise article, and it mentioned about mm-hmm. five ways to secure your cash flow. Can you briefly go over those five uh, uh, those five ways to help secure uh, a person's or business cash flow? Absolutely, and that's a great question. So um, in Black Enterprise, I, I wrote something called Stealing the Money Leaks, Five Ways to Secure Your Cash Flow. Number one, the first way you secure your cash flow is that you track all of your payments. It's very simple. You, you know, if, if you're in business, you need, to track all of, you need to track all of your payments. That's the first thing. Whether you do it old school with an Excel spreadsheet or you, you, you do it, as, as, uh, as uh, my younger friends say, I have, wait, there's an app for that. If you have an app for that, you can use your app. So the point is that you need to meet, need to meet to track, you need definitely need to track your, track your payments. Um, the second thing is that you need to identify the easy accounts to collect. And the reason I say that is that if you, if you are owed a lot of money, um, getting getting the easier getting a list of all of your accounts is 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 a, is a second component. But here's the thing: if you work on getting the easy accounts done, there's something called momentum. You know what it's like when you have a lot of debt and you start to pay off a little bit of debt, then you pay off another debt, and then you you start to feel good because you're like, okay, I had I had all this money, but okay, I got this paid off check, I got this paid off check, and you you start to build momentum. Well, I believe the same thing in collections. I believe that if you work on identifying the easier accounts. To collect, and once you start to get those those accounts collected, and that money comes in, that builds up your momentum, it builds up your your energy, your thrust, if you will, toward 
working on the harder accounts because let's let's face it, if you've got accounts that are past due thirty days, sixty days, ninety days, those are not easy. Those are not easy calls to make. They're not easy accounts to work on. But if you work on the the, the zero to thirty one, the, the same skill set it took you to get the zero to thirty accounts will take will be the same skill set that take you to do the thirty, the sixty, to ninety days. But when you have the momentum and you've got the easy accounts, you've got some energy and you already have some small successes and the small wins, I kind of call it's kind of like the snowball effect. You have the small mm-hmm. wins that kind of build up your, your energy, your steam, so you can take on the bigger ones and, and have the same success on the, at the, on the larger, the larger accounts and the older accounts as you did on the, on the, on the, the smaller accounts, the easier ones. So track your account, identify the easy ones, um, Plan. Set a goal. You have you have to set a goal. You have to set a goal for how much money you plan to collect. You know you've got you have to you have to set a goal. You have to set a goal. I also believe that you need to write it down. I believe it's super important that you write down how much money is owed to you and what's your what's your strategy to actually go get it. How are you going to do this? Does it mean that you, the person as a collective, you're going to make the phone calls? You're going to you're going to follow up and reach out to the company. You're going to send them a copy of a, of a pass through invoice, and then you're going to find out okay what what happened and what's going on. And if necessary, if you if you work in a company that has a salesperson, I keep talking about this because that was my personal experience. But I do believe this: if you work for a company and there's a salesperson that helps you win that account. That salesperson is responsible to help you win, get, get that money collected. So track your accounts. Identify what's easy. Write it down. Um, set a goal. And then I firmly believe you need to affirm it. I believe, you know, you hear a lot of people talking about mindset. I don't do a lot around mindset, but I do believe you need to, you need to feel confident in knowing that you're able to go and, and collect this money. And what you say to yourself, how you, how you see yourself, how you project, you're able to do this is very, very important. And those are the things I talk about. It's, it's, it's about that. And understanding that, you know, collections, like I said earlier, collections is two things. It's an extension of customer service, but it's also um, the, the necessary part of how, how businesses run and how, how businesses stay solvent. Okay, perfect. And for everybody, uh, I want you to not only uh, first of all thank you, Dee, for going over those five quickly. But you can get you you can read that article by going to uh, blackenterprise.com and just put in the search "sealing the money leaks: five ways to secure your cash flow." That's at www.blackenterprise.com. And take a look at that article a little bit more in detail. I just wanted you to at least hit on those five things, seeing that we're talking about cash flow tonight. Now, we have about another uh, uh, eight minutes right here. Uh, one, I just I, I do have more questions, but I'm, I'm going to go right into that. I want to get at least one more in or one or two more in. Can you give some advice or some tips for the business owners, for those future entrepreneurs that are here on uh, uh, the show tonight, that are listening in on the show, can you give us some some quick tips uh, in addition to some of the information you've already shared with us regarding accounts receivables? Sure. So, first of all, again, thank you, Lana, for this. Um, I would say if you if you are if you're a business owner that's listening tonight, here's one thing that's that's super important. You need to know the state of your accounts. I don't care if you have one account or 100 accounts. You need to have an organized system for your account. I happen to be old school, so I like Excel. I like, you know, tab one has a list of all my contracts. Tab two has a list of 
of the contract numbers. Tab three has has the the, the amount of the of the amount of the contract. Tab four is how much the invoice was going to be submitted for, and tab five is how when's the money coming in. And if you have a salesperson, tab six, who's the name of the who's the salesperson that help you help you helps you win that contract? And then this, who's the person at the company that you need to reach out to? Because th- this is important. I think I said I, I'm no, it's not, I think I know I said earlier tonight. I said that collections, sales, contracts, business in general is all about relationships. And so mm-hmm. having having all of your information tracked in a in a simple place where you know just what I said. Tab one, mm-hmm. the contract number. Tab two, contract amount. Tab three, invoice num- invoice number. Tab four, how much of the invoice is for? Tab five. When is it? When was it going to be sent out? Tab six. When is it coming back in? Tab seven. Do you have a salesperson that helps you win that contract? And then also, who's the person at? Who's the person in accounts payable that's responsible for receiving your invoice and for getting it paid? Building the relationship with that person is very important. One of the things that people forget in business is to express gratitude. And it's, 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 it, it seems like it would be such an easy thing. Oh, yeah, just say thank you. You'd be surprised at how many people forget that the, other, the person on the other end of the phone is, is in business just like you are. They're, they're striving right. to, they're strive, they are striving to, to reach goals and, and hopes and dreams just like you. And, so, and, and, and if they're an accounts payable person, okay. They, could, they, could, they're, they're, they, as, they as an accounts payable person, they are responsible for receiving your invoice, clocking it in, entering it into the system, verifying that all the product and services were done correctly, and then getting it approved so it can go through the process to be paid. That person is due the same amount of respect you would give the CEO. Because at the end of the That's day, right. even though you might have a relationship with the CEO, but the CEO is not necessarily going to cut the check. It'll be somebody, there'll be somebody lower down in a, in a, in a, in a Lower down from the lower, not lower, that's not the right word, but you understand what I'm saying. It's the person that's, that's in the office that's working to support the CEO, but that's the person that, that, that's going to make sure you get paid. There right. is that same level of respect. And so I personally believe that um, gratitude is, is important. Every success that I've had, when you mentioned earlier how much money I've collected, I, you know, I, didn't, I didn't get that, you know, get that money just by going in and saying, hey, I need you to pay my money. That's not how it works. I had to build a relationship. <laughs> Right. You know, I had I had to get to know the people. I had, you know, we have we end up having conversations, you know, about them and how come we've got problems and and then you know sometimes getting into the weeds of well what happened and why and, and understanding that okay some, somehow we we kept we kept sending the information to the wrong wrong email. Well, why mm-hmm. did that happen? Because you know five you know two years ago when they expressed up the contract, somebody forgot to double check to make sure that the information was correct. So if I was going to give another point, verify your information. It takes mm-hmm. two seconds. Check your information. Check your information. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's very easy to confirm. Hi, you know, this is D with BCS Solutions. My account number is, and you, you say it to them and read it back and confirm it. It saves, uh, there's a lot of things that can happen on the front end that you would save you tons of time on the back end if you take an extra two minutes and just verify. So a couple of tips. Express gratitude. Verify your information. And then acknowledge that that person on the other end has, has just as important a role in making sure you get paid as you do in, in terms of trying to collect your money. 
Oh, perfectly stated. Thank you so much, Dee, for that. Now, as we're coming down to a close, I would like for you to please share your contact information so people that are listening in uh, can uh, contact you, do business with you, or just to speak with you. But in addition to that, tell us about uh, anything that's new that's on the horizon for you and your company. All right. Well, first of all, thank you, Lana, for this amazing opportunity to be on the show. Um, to your listeners all around the world, thank you so much for, for being in. And for those who called in to support me, special shout-out to you all. Appreciate you all so much. So being in touch with me, two things. Um, you can reach me on my website, which is www.collectthecash.biz. That's www.collectthecash.biz. As a matter of fact, for all of your listeners around the world, I have a free ebook. It's actually called Collect the Cash. And if you go to www.collectthecash.biz, put your first name, your last name, and your email address, you'll get a free download of the book called Collect the Cash, Five Ways to Secure Your Cash Flow. Secondly, you can find me all over social media. I'm D. Bowden on Facebook. I'm D. Uh, Bowden D. on Instagram. I'm D. Bowden and Collect the Cash on LinkedIn. And those are my, my basic, basic platforms. Um, future endeavors. Um, actually, I will be in Dallas, Texas uh, next week for Soulful Talk Volume 3. It's a, it's a, a book anthology that's coming out with one of my good friends, uh, Williamson, and uh, I'll be there to celebrate with them. And then in April, I'm actually going to be part of a, a book anthology called Soulful Talk Volume, Soulful Prayers, sorry, Soul, Soulful Prayers Volume 2, and actually I'll be sharing my prayer on forgiveness. Oh, perfect. Great, deep. It was an absolute pleasure. Uh, now, I we're going to have to reschedule, not reschedule, we're going to have to schedule you again because I still okay. have about, I still have some questions that I wanted to ask. I think it will be very good information uh, for all of our business owners and entrepreneurs. So we'll talk, all, we'll, we'll talk in the next few days to see if we can schedule you again to get back here on the show. But thank you so, so much for sharing uh, your time as well as your experience and knowledge here with us tonight. Well, I appreciate it, I, and I'm I'm honored to to come back and 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 do a part two on a why why leaving why why it's so important not to leave money on the table, and then we can talk we can yeah we can definitely address the, some more of the questions, and by then I'm sure there'll be more questions around. So what do you do when and dot dot dot, and we can we can definitely talk about that for sure. I I'd love it. Thank you so much. Okay, great. All right. Well, that's a wrap for tonight. I want to thank all of you for tuning into the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. You can catch my show every Tuesday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you haven't touched base with me on social media, I would encourage you to do so. You can catch me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Uh, I do have a YouTube uh, channel out there as well. I have an assortment of different videos that I've done, uh, touching on various topics. I also have some great success videos for students. I would encourage you, all of your students, uh, to take a look at those videos. I also have some videos out there of some past speaking engagements as well. Now, I don't want you to forget, my new book is called Money Responsibly. You can get it on Amazon, or you can go to my website at shipmanconsulting.com, and you can request an autographed copy. And by the way, the autographed copies are the same price as you would get on Amazon. So I, I had someone uh, this weekend thought that my autographed copies were going to be a little bit more. No, 
autographed copies are the exact same price the, uh, uh, as the book that you will see there on Amazon. But I do encourage you to get out and buy that book. I would love to get it in your hands. It's a very useful tool. I put my heart and soul in it, uh, and I just want to get it into your hands to help you to improve your financial outlooks going forward. Now, I want you to remember these words regarding your money and your life. Give cheerfully, spend carefully, and invest wisely. Now, we have a fantastic show on next week. I'm going to be talking about uh, the financial perspective uh, from a black history standpoint. So you do not want to miss next Tuesday night's uh, uh, segment, uh, Black History, the Financial Perspective. I have some great information I want to share uh, uh, in celebration of Black History Month. So definitely keep that in mind. Now, as we get ready to go out, you know, I always have to listen to some smooth jazz music. Uh, we're going to be listening to uh, uh, Mr. Marion Meadows as we close out tonight. Take care, everyone. We will talk with you next week, or you can touch base with me and hear me from social media world. Take care, everyone.